Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Please subscribe, leave a review, comment, share, and consider supporting the podcast on Patreon, even at the producer and sponsorship levels. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Lorraine D'Alessio about starting and building a world-class business in a male-dominated field. Lorraine D'Alessio, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here today. It is a pleasure to be with you. You have a tremendous background. I'm super excited to have a really fun conversation. And this is one we've been preparing for for a long time. I'm excited to finally have the chance to meet you and to have a chance to chat with you uh, as we're preparing for the episode. Today, we're going to be exploring your journey in starting and building a world-class business in a male-dominated field. Uh, Now, for anyone... Uh, watching, you can see that uh, Lorraine, a uh, uh, powerful female, uh, if you're listening, you might be able to, to hear that as well. And uh, Lorraine, you've done some tremendous things in building your businesses and pivoting uh, over time in, in a variety of ways, all of that in male-dominated fields, which is never an easy thing. It's, it's hard in any business, in any kind of circumstance to be successful, but certainly in this kind of a, a male-dominated world, um, you know, where, where gendered inequities and sexism uh, is paramount and, and, and is always there and you always have to deal with it. So I, I'm super excited to be able to, to explore this with you and appreciate your willingness to, to delve into this topic with me today. As we get started, I wanted to share Lorraine's bio with everyone. CEO and founder of D'Alessio Law Group, Lorraine D'Alessio was named the 2017 leader in law by the Los Angeles Business Journal and recipient of the 2018 Enterprising Woman Award. Lorraine is a former Ford model turned legal powerhouse and award-winning immigration expert. Lorraine serves on the board for Artists for Change and has provided counsel to hundreds of prominent entertainment agencies, unions, private companies, academic institutions, tech startups, entrepreneurs, and enterprises, including Next Models, Food Network, Subpack, Pepperdine University, ACTRA, New York Film Academy, Plug and Play, Expert Dojo, and 500 Startups. Uh, In addition to these clients, Lorraine has worked on highly successful refugee and deportation cases, earning awards for her work with immigration and immigrant communities across Los Angeles. Lorraine earned her law degree from Southwestern Law School and is originally from Toronto. 
again, wonderful to have you. Anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background or personal context before we dive on in further? Um, I, yeah, I, I, I would say that, uh, you know, what, what has made us quite unique in terms of serving the needs of so many that are businesses as well as individuals um, that are coming to the U.S. getting set up um, has been um, that uh, very uh, unique um, one-on-one um, needs-based, attention-based care that we have. And, um, and I think that that has helped to set us apart um, you know, from other from other firms that do similar type work, um, out of the box creative thinking, um, because especially now with the age of COVID, um, <laughs> which hopefully is coming to an end, um, navigating um, you know any sort of uh, new beginnings, innovations, um, launching products, is coming with also uh, uh, new challenges that we didn't have previously that we didn't face previously. So, um, so I would say that, uh, you know, the, those trust confidences with our clients have been there and the success uh, along with it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, and, and maybe you can just start us off with the conversation by sharing a little bit about your, your journey and path. Now you, you've kind of done a variety of things over time. Um, how did you make the transition, for example, from modeling to get into, uh, the law profession and to be, I mean, you're incredibly accomplished, uh, in the law profession in and of itself, but you're, you're also, you know, doing other things, uh, in relation to, um, being a sports agent with the, with the, uh, WNBA and, you know, just so many fascinating things. Tell us a little bit about your, your path, your journey and, and why you decided to try to tackle, um, these sorts of things throughout your career. Um, yeah, certainly. Um, so um, I'd say that, um, you know, for me, I, you know, coming out of law school, I, I, I did have a taste of what it was like to work in a, in a, a bigger law firm that uh, had many, many male partners and uh, uh, got a chance to see um, what that would be like and going through that kind of partnership track. And, and, uh, and although I think that that's a path that some choose to take, I just saw many barriers in that and felt that I would be spending years and years and years trying to get through all that uh, bureaucracy. Meanwhile, there's such an important message to give. Um, So my years in the entertainment industry, a whole career really in fashion and all of the contacts I had internationally as I traveled um, as a fashion model representing Ford models um, as well as mother, mother agents around the world. Um, I already had a client base right there in starting in the fashion and entertainment business. So um, I didn't feel that I was the same sort of cookie cutter mold that comes out of law school. Um, and also actually it was another career I also had in government. So I understood, um, I was a, a campaign manager, um, a, a campaign assistant manager, sorry, for um, um, a, a group that actually got elected in Canada and uh, since went on to, um, you know, during the time I was also balancing my modeling career um, to um, see what it was like in the legislative and then also um, the uh, government bureaucracy side on the, um, uh, in one of the ministries in Canada. And as a result, I, again, I had also other contacts in government. So um, I really uh, had a, a lot of experience of dealing with the guy really with the badge and the gun as I go through the borders and 
and I already had that familiarity. I already knew that there were many issues and needs around that. So, um, so what I did was simply just translate that experience to, I know that there are people out there that need these trust relationships that need to know that there's an advocate behind them. Um, so they can come into this to whatever country it may be. And our focus has been us and Canada, um, to do their job, to get to execute on their work and, um, having to kind of navigate all these other processes, um, may or may not be something that they're comfortable with. And usually it's not. And this is something specifically that usually a lawyer helps out with. Um, so, uh, so it all sort of started from that. Um, and, um, it was really about putting together the right A team, and um, you know, I I found that a lot with women, other women lawyers, executives um, that um, executives that turned out to be our clients, and then women, other female amazing powerhouses that then became my lawyer colleagues on my team. And um, there also are some men that work with us too, <laughs> but supportive of um, of that uh, female journey that you often find that started out really in. In, in fashion and then sort of sp spread out to um, to sports and um, e-gaming, influencing work, um, as well as film television and really a lot of other industries as well. So, um, so I would say that um, what helped a lot with my background was um, I had already a network of contacts that I knew desperately needed these services. Um, and from when I was in law school, even, um, I was connecting and putting together a great team so that when we came out, out of all of that great schooling, and then um, I had a wonderful men mentor who I really learned the ropes from, and that actually came into the firm and worked with us um, until he eventually, um, unfortunately, he was an elderly man, so eventually passed away, but, um, but he actually um, helped all of us uh, learn much of the ropes. So we, we took a little bit of a different uh, route than what was typically taken uh, from that sort of cookie cutter approach when you graduate law school. But at the same time, I think it um, was the right way to go because we assembled a team that's now nearly 60 people um, that um, you know is uh, is quite uh, quite dynamic and uh, very strong um, since we've been together. Uh, many of us have been together for obviously many many years over a decade. Yeah, thank you for that. And yeah, it's interesting. So you you end up first of all again you have a really interesting. Um, kind of path with with a variety of different experiences, all which you know help to inform how you carry out your work now. And I and I think that's wonderful. The reality is very few of us have a perfectly linear path, you know, or we decide you know from the very beginning what exactly we're going to do and how we're going to do it, and then you do it right. Very few of us do that, and we explore, we try different things, and all of those experiences then inform how we we move into the future into future opportunities and how we lead in those opportunities and so i'm hearing all of that coming from your story and from your experiences um and it's really interesting to me how you chose to to get off of the the kind of the traditional corporate law partner track right, right? which is the common track most people take yes. and you made the decision uh to go your own way and that's a scary thought, I imagine. <laughs> uh, entrepreneurship is scary and, and starting your own firm and, and trying to help it to be successful is scary. But one of the things I took away from what you were just sharing is that you were laying the groundwork for your success long before 
you found yourself in the position to, you know, start your own firm. You were building relationships, connections, networks, partnerships, like all of these things were happening far in advance um, that then created the potential, the opportunity for you then to start a successful business. Yes, absolutely. Um, and very much mapped out, uh, very much mapped out. Um, and, and also knowing how to stay in touch and, and keep those communicate those conversations going up until the launch of the law firm. So, um, you know, um, special conversations, um, uh, you know, uh, very honed um, speaking um, opportunities that I had um, leading up to it, um, which was important as we identified, you know, what were going to be like the first roster of clients that we were going to work with, which actually started out to be about six clients, but very uh, known, uh, named great clients that typically for a law, a law firm um, you know, owner um, who's just starting out, they may not have that that um, that level of uh, quality of client right out the gate. So, um, but we pick, I, we pick them strategically um, for uh, sort of represent representation of different industries at them when we were going to represent as we continue to you know grow the law firm. And I think it took you know it took uh, um, you know staying positive and also learning how to take on a leadership role and that, um, you know, it, it, those are not always things that are, that are taught actually um, for females. Um, I, I would say, you know, growing up, uh, it's not always to, um, you know, take on that sort of aggressive um, uh, <laughs> um, personality often you need to have in that role and um, put, those tools in your toolbox that you need to have there to succeed in keeping your team together. Um, so, um, uh, so I think that that's actually maybe some commentary for our schools and universities and our, um, you know, our education system when it comes to women is, um, is, you know, I know we have programs for MBA. Um, I have an MBA, MBA, my degree myself, but um <laughs> It, it starts out when you're young too, you know, when you're very, very young and those kind of, those ideas and those notions. Um, and uh, it's not just for the, um, the very, very top of the firm. It also can be at all the levels as we put um, strategic managers and leaders into position because all, all of that structure, all of that reporting structure, all of that together keeps everything together and tight. So it's never going to be I think about just one person it's going to be about that whole um, ecosystem working together welcome to the human capital innovations academy courses micro credentials and certificates to upskill and reskill for the future of work all HCI Academy courses, micro-credentials, and certificates are designed, developed, and delivered by award-winning and internationally renowned scholars, educators, thought leaders, executives, and practitioners. Our courses, micro-credentials, and certificates will help you make your mark on the future of work and make an immediate impact in your organizations. Check out the HCI Academy and our many course offerings and certificates to upskill and reskill for the future of work. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital. 
exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us. Yeah, I, th- I think that's absolutely right. And I, I would love to to learn more about some of the, the gendered challenges that you faced uh, over the years. Now, again, being, you know, uh, building a world-class business in a male-dominated field is going to, it's no uh, easy task for anybody. <laughs> uh, building a successful business in and of itself isn't an easy task, but doing it as a woman in a male-dominated field um, where you run into sexism and yeah. the gender disparities and inequities uh, on a daily basis, I would imagine. Uh, tell us a little bit more about some of those challenges you face and how you've um, worked to overcome them. Um, so I would, I would say that um, going back, so I, I mean, I could maybe give a couple of examples too that might help, but I think one of the challenges there is, um, I know it seems very pedestrian, but being treated, being taken seriously. Um, being taken seriously, bringing forward, even though you can have all the credentials, you all the education, the experience, great cases underneath your belt, um, great accomplishments. Um, I have definitely entered uh, <laughs> um, introductions and in specific rooms where, um, you know, as as a woman, and maybe even if I may go so far as saying as an attractive woman, um, you know, the male counterpart can. Um, sometimes not, uh, they may have competing interests in that, um, that conversation. And so um, I would say just being very, very careful about how, um, how you um, enter into that conversation, um, bringing it back to the subject matter, because that may come up quite a bit. And, and, it, and it could be something that you just, um, perhaps want to accept but at the same time it's also how you with wit and strategy um, take it back to what it has what it is 100% which is obviously business and um, and you know that that can be that can be quite quite challenging and almost for some they may be insulted by it for me I'm not really it's just I feel like it's just something that is out there and, and obviously it's been there for long periods of time and has been used often to suppress women from 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 excelling and and doing well um, and so I um, so I think going really leaning on those trust networks um, in order to reinforce the message of the firm, reinforce the message that and, and the voice that you have in the conversation, going back to very, very important achievements and successes that you've had. Um, uh, but definitely it, it takes some wit and some smartness in the conversation there uh, to, to navigate through when that does occur. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, and then there's going to just be, those that you decide to just cut out of cut out of the network that are just going to be poisonous and toxic and have um, agendas to really push you down and not uh, and and you know uh, taking seriously um, not taking you seriously and really will not get there and you just 
we have to accept that and as tough as it is and move on um, because there are plenty, plenty opportunities. Um, it's been really great for me to, to network and uh, really link arms with other strong female um, business businesswomen, entrepreneurs, and also, and especially women within my own organization um, as we tackle some of these experiences and also as we open up new doors and open up new doors together. And um, I have been uh, really, um, I'm sorry, I'm a believer. So I have always, I've always been um, uh, amazed at, you know, when, when one door closes, another one opens, or maybe three others open. And uh, so um, that uh, sort of gender inequality and some of the sexism out there um, can get very, very depressing and discouraging. But at the same time, for me, at least in my life, and I've been so fortunate, there's always been another door opening or another opportunity. Um, and just, uh, you know, just recently, our firm has had just a a wonderful opportunity to really um, expand. Uh, we were we were at M Milan Fashion Week. Uh, we were there representing one of Canada, one of uh, America's uh, new now great um, culture fashion designers, Glaudi, um, who's dressing um, top celebrities, everyone from um, Serena Williams to. Um, Ava Longoria and the list is going on and on and on. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it's, it, uh, she's, uh, this, um, all the kind of the, the, the top starlets coming out with the premieres, they are wearing her stuff and, and we are her, her lawyers, we are her legal team. So we do do um, the business law side as well as the immigration. But again, this was a door that opened from a wonderful women's organization um, that saw the need to put us both on, the, on uh, you know, an introduction and a panel together. And the next thing you know, another door is open. Um, so- <laughs> um, Yeah, well, I, I think that's great. So what I'm hearing, I mean, there, there's many great things that you just shared, but, um, you know, building your network not only helps in business generally, but as women in a male-dominated field, you need a network of women supporting and helping each other to, mm -hmm. to find success. And what I also am hearing from what you're saying is you're always keeping your eyes open for future opportunities based on what, you know, the current circumstances. And so right. one thing that may be completely disconnected from anything you're doing today but can potentially open the door or crack that door open for a future opportunity. Those are the types of things we can't afford to, to let slip by. Like you got to stay on top of those things. You have to explore those things and you have to, you know, keep good people around you. So you have the capacity, you know, in the bandwidth to be able to explore those things. I think all of that is, is just tremendous. Absolutely. Absolutely. And those champions um, maybe in your organization or, other seniors that are outside of those uh, your organization as well, but that are uh, that you're checking in with, um, you know, on a weekly or biweekly or monthly basis, and just have their eye out for you. You know, there's um, a few a few women that um, that are much more senior than I that are lawyers that have. Um, either already run their law firms or they are in a big law firm at a very high, high level and um, or, or a medium sized firm and just um, have influence and have their eye out for Celestial Law Group. And they strategically send, like this morning, I just got an introduction to um, 
um, a wonderful client who's coming in to make a multi-million dollar investment. I mean, obviously that client could have been sent to a lot of other law firms. However, we were chosen um, also because of the gender makeup and the, the, uh, the identity of this particular investor. Um, and the multifaceted uh, interests that they have. So, um, so I, it's, it's a, it is a lot of uh, relationships to be keeping up, um, but at the same time, um, it is really wonderful when it all comes together. So all the hard work and uh, I had, you know, I really had the honor of meeting Erin Brockovich um, a few years ago, and um, she was really impressed. At the time, she was very impressed with our firm because we got over a very difficult partner breakup, and that that happens, you know, that that happens in life. Unfortunately, you try it, may not work out. And what she said to me was, um, you know, she said, "I'm really impressed." With, with what you guys have achieved and where you've gone, um, even since that happened, since that you know didn't work out, and she um, was providing um, you know coaching to an organization that I was also a part of, and she said um, the one thing I will have to say that that you ladies need to keep doing is just keep pushing, just keep pushing, do not give up, um, even though it may not make any sense, <laughs> and you may wonder what, you know, uh, goodness, there's been so many challenges, you know, what's the point or why, you know, maybe I should just, maybe, maybe I should just accept that at times I feel that I'm just running in circles and, but it will make sense. And with a plan, it will make sense. So plan it out <laughs> and keep pushing. Um, and, uh, and that's certainly what, uh, yeah. <laughs> what we're doing. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Lorraine, it has just been a pleasure. I know at the time I'm going to have to let you go here in just a moment, but before we wrap up for today, I just wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your firm, and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Okay, great. Absolutely. Um, so, um, so yes, um, my final word, um, you know, for message really um, for all the you know female professionals out there that are that are pushing and and uh, you know striving toward their goals is to keep going um, and knowing that there are um, wonderful um, you know opportunities out there you just have to ask and if you're not asking if you're not asking that question then it you it may not just obviously fall on your lap you need to make that first step and uh, be that go-getter and go for it. So, and Lester Law Group is really at your disposal to help. Um, and uh, we're a, a group of, group of uh, very dynamic, accomplished women that are, that are um, not just here, obviously, to provide legal advice and expertise, but to, to also um, be a support to other women and, and, and entrepreneurs, period. And, and uh, you know, those that are individuals seeking to move and shake in their respective industries. Um, and so you can reach us on our, our website, www.delessiolawgroup.com um, or dlgimmigration.com, um, D-A-L-E-S-S-I-O lawgroup.com. Um, and, um, uh, and I really just want to thank you again for having us um, on your, your show today. It's been a true honor and a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Lorraine and her team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week.
Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, The Journey of Becoming a Truly Remarkable Leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue, what some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There is no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of your problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Please subscribe, leave a review, comment, share, and consider supporting the podcast on Patreon even at the producer and sponsorship levels. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.